This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin' or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off can be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, Ryan. Good morning, Rich, and good morning, everyone. On on another Friday uh, morning press conference, we had Ben Garland today, and, I, and the good news is I, I I sound a lot better as well. I don't sound like I'm dying anymore. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? And it's it's good to have a slightly jollier Ryan in there. I mean, I've just realised that we only have three of these left this season, me and you, before I go on holiday for for the majority of the uh, the busy April, but. We're going to enjoy every single one of them, but we're not we're not disappearing. We hope that the presser will continue in my absence. Aren't we nice? It will. We've worked well. I say we've worked hard. You've worked hard to to sort that all out uh, in your absence. But I mean, more than anything, Rich, call yourself a Swindon fan. You're disappearing right at the mm. end of the season. That is that. It's, it's pretty. Leaves a bad taste in the mouth. That does. The bright lights of New York City are too too attractive to me so Swindon can do one for two weeks it just so happens that it's the one part of the year where two weeks isn't two games it's four (laughs) so you know and I'm not doing the presser for Barrow either I don't think so I think I think Joe is going to be taking over in my absence which is nice but yeah I can't I mean I didn't really have much choice that I was allocated a window I don't regret a thing. I wouldn't either, Rich. You're off to New York. You're going to have a great time. We'll be stuck in sunny Swindon or cloudy Swindon or rainy Swindon or stormy Swindon. Who really knows? But it's it's all good. I mean, look, I'm full of confidence now that we're going to have a good run into the end of the season. Of course, tomorrow, I, I think it's probably going to decide 
the attitudes towards towards that running. Although you know my situation is very <laughs> is very fortunate, and I'm not bemoaning this, but I'm missing a really interesting couple of weeks in the world of Swindon Town, and I could come back, and it could be just over. It could be done. Or I can come back and the autos are back on. I, we have no idea. And, well, I, I really hope I miss some great, great moments. What a trooper I am, sacrificing my own enjoyment of football in the hope in the hope something good happens. Take my hat off to you, Rich. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I can only imagine people listening to this going, oh, what an absolute... <laughs> what me or you i'm not sure me 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 me, me. they always think that about you <laughs> i'm gonna say i get that enough i mean it wouldn't i get it off my missus i get it off swindon fans i get it off parents you know it's just it's oh man wild. okay well enough of this self-loathing and let's move on to the presser with ben garner so ryan huge games coming up must wins blah 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 i promised myself i wouldn't say that but i'll just say it is that sort of like put it to the side we all know they're must wins now Who's available for this? Or we don't talk about who's available. We talk about who's out. Who's out? Well, as far as who's out, I suppose the big news everyone always wants to ask Ben Garner about at the moment is Harry McCurdy. Uh, now, he's had a good week's training, progressing him through the stages of rehab. Um, now, he ticked the boxes quite early on in his rehab that he was doing really well. You then start to build them up more, incorporate more rigorous exercises, more training back into their program. And that sometimes has a couple of setbacks. The word on Harry McCurdy is that it's still a day-by-day process. They're, they're trying to increase his workload. He's not going um, to be available for this weekend. Um, but next weekend, he has a chance, a slim chance, but he has a chance. Of course, the, the worry for Swindon would be they rush him back. He plays next weekend, possibly still injured, and then you get a further setback. But for Harry McCurdy, it's still a... It's still a process of just working on him week by week and and lots of fingers will be staying crossed there. Uh, Ben Gladwin's had a really good week, joined him with the team uh, this week. No issues for him on his recovery from injury. Um, He looks good, will most likely be included tomorrow. Don't think he'll start, but the fact he's joined him with the teams look good. The fact there's been no setbacks there obviously breeds confidence as well. Jacob Bryan is fine. He had that illness bug, didn't he? He came back in earlier this week. Took a little bit of time to build him back up, but he's now back to full strength. And Joe Tomlinson, uh, Louis Barry and Jack Payne um, have all been playing well and, and getting 90 minutes under their belt. And, and Ben Garner feels for those three players in particular, those 90 minutes the other day will have done the world of good and, and they're, they're all much stronger now. Yeah, Rochdale, in terms of the final score, was gross. But the fact that those guys came back and played is absolutely key and if we can make amends for that against Newport then then you know Gladwin was telling people at the sponsors dinner that he is fit and ready to go so that's good um Harry McCurdy wasn't there so we don't know so he was uh, he was uh, watching Chelsea play Real Madrid and lose so what you gonna do <laughs> there you go uh Harry McCurdy if you look at his Instagram wouldn't you, you you'd be confused whether he's a football player or he's a Chelsea fan Um. (laughs) but we'll talk about his social media in just a moment I'm sure that will come up at some point the next question was about Louis Reed because well frankly he gets himself suspended and every time he's gone we we drop points so it's really good that he's back 
he's back. He, he's a massive uh, miss for Swindon Town. Those were the sentiments of Ben Garner. Um, he's been excellent for us all season, hasn't he? And he, you're right, whenever he's not in that team, something just seems to not flow as well as it normally should do. Um, Bang on, I said it's frustrating, really, because he missed two games almost three weeks because of a refereeing error. Um, they're delighted to have him back tomorrow, and, and there will be no doubts about it. Lurie will be slotting straight into that starting lineup. Oh, my goodness. Imagine if he wasn't. Um, that would be something else. A potential start from Mandela Egbo was, was floated within this presser. Yeah, it was really floated to see how far along we feel he is away from a start. I don't think he'll be starting tomorrow. And the word from Ben Garner is they're really trying to increase his workload, get more um, minutes into his legs. He's getting closer and closer. But the difficult thing from Swindon Town's point of view is he hasn't started a game um, since early November. And of course, normally when you bring a new player in, um, in the summer, they have pre-season, a couple of games to get going. Even in January, sometimes you might have a couple of games, depending on your league position, whereby you can afford to put some of those players in and build minutes up there. But from Ben Garner, at the moment, he said it's not pre-season. We can't give him minutes. We can't build him up in games. We're at the business end of the season. So he ha- he just has to develop in training. He has to keep getting those minutes into his legs. He's very valuable for Swindon Town. Um, and will be between now and the end of the season. But as far as this weekend goes, he, a start doesn't look likely. Yeah, a slight tangent next in terms of questions. Player contracts is on the radar now for the remainder of the season, isn't it? And I think Ben Garner is going to continue to bat it away. Um, we've had news of Harrison Minton and George Calmeadow signing their first pro deals. But they are not going to. Uh, they're not going to entertain these questions about the senior squad signing new deals, are they? This is going to be an ongoing question, and it'll be an ongoing answer from Ben Garner. <laughs> it's kind of tit for tat. Uh, the Swindon, of course, are working hard behind the scenes. Ben Chorley to try and get players to sign down to new contracts. Limitations because of this embargo that Swindon Town still find themselves under. Um, but we spoke previously, didn't we, Rich, about how Ben Garner answered one of my questions, whereby he said that it's, it's almost going to be a process of getting players on board, verbally at least, until the end of the season. And then when they're free agents and the embargo ends, have them sign a new deal straight away. Um, Swindon are always planning. They're always having talks on improving the training ground, County Ground, the academy. And of course, players' contracts is what Ben Garner had to say. But yes, he certainly was quick to bat that one away. Maybe a tactic from Ben Garner that... If we don't talk about this in the media too much, other clubs may not realise that these players are out of contract. So, hush, hush. I, I think I think the industry knows. <laughs> I think they do as well. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about Newport County then, because you know it's it's a huge game. It's going to be a good crowd. Two teams that you know are really needing a win right now in order to uh, keep those playoff hopes and those maybe automatic promotion hopes alive. Um, they've had a great season, Newport County. There could be no denying, sorry, Ben Wills's Newport mm. County. There could be no denying that, especially since James Robry took over. It's all gone very, very well for them. I mean, as late as March 15th, they were in the automatics. And then in the last three games, they've lost two and drawn one, um, which is seen them plummet down the table, which can be a bit of a red herring at the moment, couldn't it? I mean, I say plummet, they're still eighth, one point off the playoffs um, and one place above Swindon Town. So, look, it's really is as simple as this. We just got to win our games and hope for the best at the moment because draws and losses, they're not going to help us. 
Well, a draw tomorrow would kind of be the worst outcome for, for both teams um, because it wouldn't really do anything to boost their their hopes of getting back into those playoff places. Of course, eighth against ninth, one point in it. Newport played one more game than Swindon, as most of the teams in those playoffs have as well. Um, but from, from Ben Garner, he said, we're looking to do the triple if you include those EFL trophy games over Newport as well. When we last played them in the league, it was a very high standard, he felt. Both teams attacked which really means tomorrow we're expected to see this kind of attacking, creative game whereby both teams really go for it. He doesn't feel that Newport are going to go there to park the bus. Uh, Dominic Telford, of course, is the league top scorer, massive threat for Newport. Swindon got a message about Dominic Telford earlier in the season. I wasn't sure if Ben Garner was referring to earlier in the season or in last summer, whereby he was available on a free deal. Um, what a signing that would have been. Of course, he, he he's at Newport. He's done really well for them. But it's not just Telford that they have to concentrate on, Ben Garner felt. Um, we, we have to be at our very best. The typical comments, no point wasting energy on anything outside the ground. We've got seven to go. And let's make sure we are doing everything we can that starts tomorrow. Is that mind games in regards to Dom Telford just to... Uh rattle somebody I don't know who's listening to the presser other than Swindon fans I mean I'd, I'd be very surprised even if they go up if Dominic Telford sticks around he's had a one in a career season potentially I mean his his score ratio 24 goals yeah I mean that's that's more than he's scored in any of other seasons combined you know I think he um, in the league anyway he had a good season in the cups with Barry, but it's a remarkably impressive season for him where it just happens, doesn't it? It works like that. Look at Mullen at, uh, at Cambridge. He was a eight to 10 a season goal scorer. And then he went to Cambridge and it, it just worked for him. And now he's prolific in the national league with Wrexham. So, well, similar to kind of, I was going to say, similar to kind of Owen Doyle season at Swindon, wasn't it? Where, where he came. Yeah. Owen Doyle had it in him though, to, to, to score, to have a good, but yeah, it just everything went through him, and he, there was a reason for that because he keeps putting it away, and and Telford's the same. Yeah, exactly the same. He had it in him, Owen Doyle, but it was more about that streak that he went on, didn't it? Whereby every game it was a game, a goal, game, a goal, game, a goal, and he just <laughs> was unstoppable at that time. If it is mind games, it's very strange mind games because, of course, the only people that would be annoyed with the fact that we let Dominic Telford go would be Swindon fans. Um, <laughs> so who really knows? But Big threat, and like you said, if he, he, he'll be one to watch tomorrow. Yeah, Garner was asked about home form, wasn't he? Mm. And, you know, I didn't go to many games in the first half of the season. By first half, I mean the, the 2021 element, really. Um, but I have been to almost all of the home games in 2022, and I've been suitably entertained for the majority. We've lost a couple, Salford, we lost against Exeter, but when we've got it right, we've been absolutely outstanding. Northampton, Walsall, it's been better this half of the season. What was said here? Well, on a turning point in, in kind of home form as well, it, it was that we scored 22 goals in nine games, four wins in the last five at home. Really, the form's improved since the turn of the year, and, and it has. But Ben Garner also wanted to just pay a little bit of attention back to before Christmas, whereby he felt that decisions just went against us where we dropped points, and you know wow. it, it was bad luck, and, and that was it. Of course, that's an easy let-off. And, and he's right to an extent, because there were a lot of decisions, but that home form wasn't good enough in the first half of the season. And, and if only it had been, we probably would have been city, pr- sitting pretty right near the top of the table if not at the top. Oh, uh, if only, eh? If only. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's, 
it's very interesting that you touched on this 22 goals in nine games because when you actually look at the league table, there's only one team that has scored more than Swindon Town, and that's Forest Green, which shows that Swindon are an attacking team. Um, ben Garner won't hear otherwise that his team aren't attacking enough. I know there's sometimes been criticism of too slow to build up. You know, should we be playing the ball quicker? Should we be scoring more goals? But if it's only Forest Green that have scored more, this and Ben Garner feels that Swindon need to keep scoring because the key factor come the end of the season making it to the playoffs, given how close the table is, could be goal difference. So keep scoring more, keep conceding very few and, and get that goal difference as high as possible. Yeah. Oh, just want us to win. That's all. <laughs> I, I don't know what to respond to that. I don't, I don't care if we win 2-0 and have two shots on goal. Just just win, get three points. It, it, this is what I mean. It, it, there's a balance, isn't there, between playing attractive football and, and you know, putting on a good show but not getting the result. We hear that many a times. I'm a Manchester United fan. When And you hear that, it's kind of, we don't care as much about winning. It's about how we play. But at the moment, for Swindon Town, it's we do care about winning. We probably don't care how we play. <laughs> um, just win those games and, and get us in the in the playoffs because that's all we want. That's all we want. I, I, I'm, I'm, we'll touch on what Ben Garner said in the automatic spots, but you know, the playoffs is what everyone wants. Of course, you get that energy, don't you, when you get to the playoffs. When you have those playoff games, it's magical in a way. Yeah, yeah. And... I, I've, I've read and heard a few sort of like now it should be about doing what is needed to win games. But I think if that deviates from the game plan that we've had all season, that can have just as a detrimental impact really as frustrating fans by slow and easy wins, slow and steady wins the race sort of football where they'll they'll stick to their plan and it'll come good eventually, which a lot of the time it does. Some of the times it doesn't. So, it, I mean, this is why, why Ben Garner's in the job, isn't it? He's the one that makes that decision. But, you know, if it gets to the 55th, 60th, 65th minute and it's still nil-nil, that's when the, the fans start to get a little edgy, don't they, at home? And um, that's on, that's usually because of the way we play. But um, there's been a lot of nil-nil half times this season at the county ground in my mind, hasn't there? But, you know, we're up there. We're up there on merit. We're up there on the basis of how we've played all season under Ben Garner. And we've just got to, we've got to trust that he's got this all under control. I think he will. I think he's he's done well enough to get us to 62 points and, you know, within range of the playoffs and your automatic spots. And I agree. Why change? You, you wouldn't change because you're not suddenly going to be a team that likes to play the ball around the back or, on the ground, kind of lots of intricate interlinking passes before then having a shot on goal to suddenly going, okay, we're going to go long ball up top now. <laughs> it's, it's not going to happen. And that's what Ben Garner likes to say week in, week out, is that, you know, we have to keep doing what we're doing. We have full focus on, on Swindon Town solely and we can't control anything else. Moving on now to, well, moving on from... <laughs> game and team management and moving on to player man management um, this week we were told or discovered that harry mccurdy had been fined one thousand pounds for comments he made on social media um not a huge surprise um a long time coming um i guess would be the um outcome of that he's he's drifted towards overstepping the line many a time and I think a comment towards a referee um, has done that. And this is what we're going to get from Harry McCurdy, isn't it? And as long as he's scoring goals and you know doing his bow and arrow 
celebration. People are going to be okay with that. But it sounds like it's so funny because Ben Garner in the presser said that he won't dictate players. It's about educating and setting standards, but they've had a word with him. So they are kind of dictating him. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a very, I don't know, very strange one for Ben Garner to have to deal with in the sense that Harry McCurdy's had this fine. He's been fined £1,000 um, for those comments again following the Bradford City game. Um, and Ben Garner's reaction was, well, his first words I have to question because he said, I have no idea with Instagram and what goes on with that. We know that Ben Garner isn't an advocate of using social media, but regardless, I'm pretty sure, you know, you, you, you can't play dumb and use that as a defence. Um, you know, everyone knows... Harry McCurdy came and, and and left Twitter very, very quickly. So if you've got somebody with a track record of um, rattling football fans or what have you, or making the club look bad, potentially, I'm not precious about this. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I don't really have an opinion either way, um, other than the fact that I think we need him. And my fear is eventually if he keeps doing this, he'll be given like a six match ban, which those sort of things can happen, I'm pretty sure. You know that he's on social media. Therefore, whether you've got a, a knowledge of Instagram, you should it's irrelevant really, isn't it? Because you know the guy's got previous with another social media platform. So therefore, they should be vigilant across the board. Yeah, exactly that. It's, it's, it's no different. I kind of think maybe when Ben Garner was learning the trade and, and first becoming a manager and obviously his time worked at Palace and, and other clubs, he's probably... To come up with whereby we're almost in that stage of social media was kind of starting to happen. Um, players were on it and probably weren't as active as what they are now. And of course, there's probably no football player like Harry McCurdy on social media either. So there is a different kind of set of circumstances to deal with when it comes to Harry. But you're right. He said he won't dictate to players, but the club did have a talk with Harry. Um, the club has taken action against him, apparently. We don't know what that action is, but it's about education, is what Ben Garner said. It's, and and they need to all understand what is acceptable, what's not. And this talk that they apparently had, I'm, I'm sure it wasn't kind of a too in-depth. It was probably a message of, Harry, calm it down a bit, please, will you? We can't have you doing any more of this. And that's it. Slap on the wrist. You've also scored a hell of a lot of goals for us this season. <laughs> so you don't want to upset him too much either. How important is this game to Ben Garner? Very, very important is the answer, Rich, to Ben Garner. Whether he wants to sit there and reveal it or say that it's another game, like always, is is neither here nor there. He was asked about his thoughts on what his final message will be to the team, and it was very much a little bit of a robust response from Mangana, which shows the nerves possibly. He said, my final message will stay within the dressing room. Uh, we never heard that line really fine, but it's about concentrating on what Swindon need to do. The way you settle the nerves and breed confidence is what you do throughout the week. So Swindon have clearly been having lots of discussions with the players, working really hard on kind of assessing where they're at in the season and the importance of this game tomorrow. We always like to throw around that word six-pointer, don't we? And and it is a six-pointer tomorrow. It's about kind of getting the players in the positions, go out there on Saturday, put in a winning performance. And if they can't replicate what they've done in training this week when it comes to three o'clock tomorrow, then Bengana feels that no motivational talk will improve them anymore. It's just about executing what they've done. And we've got to do our bit as fans too, haven't we? Simple, simple, simple message from the head coach. Just bring noise, energy and passion. The more of that that Swindon Town get, then the more it helps the players. Stay with the team and continue with the fantastic support the players have had this season. That's it from Ben Garner. It's very simple. 
just be loud and and show your passion for swinging the town. Oh, I can't wait for tomorrow. I'm really, really looking forward to it. And we'll get we'll get to your questions in just a second, um, where we talk about automatic promotion hopes. But you want to be ten points ahead, top of the table, because that means you've had an absolutely amazing season. But being in the mix and having everything to play for right up until the end is great fun. It's great entertainment, and you know we could choke or we could we could fly. You know, we can sink, we can swim, whatever. But I can't wait for it. And I'm really, really interested to see how the players deal with this because the feedback that I get from the guys who contribute to the pod who went to this sponsor's dinner is that this cl- these players, they're great. You know, that there's no bad culture, that, that they're all really nice guys and they're all really up for this. And... I just want us to be able to thrive and see that. And I just, I think really I want us to just hit the playoffs minimum now. I think it'll be a crying shame for us to end below the dotted line of the playoffs as a minimum, but it could easily happen. And the next two weeks, really the next week alone could have a major say in that, but it's so good. And I'm missing most of it, but maybe that's why I'm looking forward to the game because it's the last hit I get until Barrow and the, the atmosphere could be a whole lot different. <laughs> yeah, it, it could be, but you've hit the nail on the head there. It's about keeping the dream alive for as long as possible, isn't it? And, yeah. and a defeat tomorrow would probably start to dash hopes amongst some in, in the Swindon Town fan base. But it's just, you know, you get that win and then, and then the dream's still alive. Not even a dream of promotion, just a dream of almost having something to look forward to into the end of the season, having something to play for because... There's nothing worse, is there, than than just being sat there waiting for the season to end. Um, and, and hopefully Swindon can do that tomorrow. And I'll tell you what, it, what, what an occasion it would be to to make those playoffs come the end of the season. And I have to say, Rich, this might not kind of go down well with too too many Swindon fans, but as a neutral and, and even as a supporter that has, has kind of had this affinity with Swindon Town for a while now, is that I would actually prefer Swindon Town to make the playoffs than just to go up automatically. Yeah, it's a long pre-season, isn't it? I have to be honest, I've never been at you know playoff games for Swindon Town. Um, of course, it's been a while since we've actually been in that position, but you know, I imagine it's just it's a it's a total different atmosphere than, than what you're used to on your typical league games. Yeah, it's a bit of a box tick really for us because. Because we've never been in the League 2 playoffs. We've been in the League 1 playoffs. We've been in the Championship playoffs. But never the League 2 playoffs. So maybe we can complete the set. Um, and no, I don't count the National League as a part of the set. Yeah, let's let's complete the set. Shall we listen to your questions? Let's go for it. Hi, Ben. Just a couple of thank you for taking the time to speak. Um, firstly, just looking at the table. Uh, I know you probably tried to pay as little attention to it as possible, but... With reference to the automatic positions, would you say automatics are probably a stretch too far now? No, not at all. You know, seven games to go, just 21 points. Um, at this moment in time, if we won the next seven, I think we go up automatically. Um, so we haven't given up on that and we won't give up on that. We keep pushing and taking every game and trying to win each game. Um, so this. There's not much point looking at league table until until the final day, really. Um, and we just focus on each game. Um, all we know is a win tomorrow, but in a much better position going into next week. And 
I suppose on the other on the other side of that is the teams behind you look to be picking up in form. You know, Salford have had a good run there now, level on points. Sutton just a point behind. Is it kind of a balancing act between looking forward and then kind of having one eye looking over your shoulder as well at the teams behind? Uh, no, it's just a, a simple matter of looking inside this building and what we need to do. Like I said, we can't control what's going on at any other football club on any other pitch. Um, you know, I worked Forest Green Mansfield Tuesday night. I can't control it. You have no impact on it. So you're just assessing the game. Obviously, we play Forest Green in, in a couple of weeks' time. Um, and we're just focusing on what we need to do for Swindon Town. That is it. And that's all we will do for the remainder of the season. And a win tomorrow, kind of what would that do for the players? Kind of playoff hopes, I guess, going into the rest of the season? Because these matches, we always use the term six-pointer. And, that, and that's what it really looks like tomorrow. Yeah, listen, a win helps massively, of course. I think it's, uh, it's every chance it would take us back into the playoff places. Um, and it, it puts us in a better position for the automatic places. So, um, you know, a, a win is huge. That's what we're aiming for. That's what we'll be giving everything to, to do. And we're all looking forward to that, that challenge tomorrow. I can, you know, safely say the players are highly motivated for it. And um, I'm really looking forward to seeing them play. And just finally, it's, a, it's always good to go on a kind of a streak of wins get that bounce but how much more important would it be to kind of go on a, you know a three four five game winning streak now towards the end of the season oh yeah it'd be massive you know you're at this stage of the season if you can string wins together um then, it, then it's huge and if you can get momentum in your games and and, and get back-to-back wins going then that's obviously going to have a, a, a huge positive effect on, on where you finish in the table and um like i say we, we won't get beyond tomorrow um, but if, if if we win tomorrow, which we would very much hope to do, then those next six games look a lot more attractive, and, and you're sort of whittling them away. Um, but we can't look we can't look beyond tomorrow. We won't do. Um, we'll have a good morning today, and uh, we'll make sure the preparations are, are absolutely perfect going into the game. Brilliant. Good luck tomorrow, Ben. See you then. Thank you. So we're talking automatic promotion hopes, and as recently as the last presser, I was saying it's still game on in terms of the in terms of the automatics. I would probably say, unless we do something absolutely amazing, it's probably less likely than I than I than I thought previously. I really did think that we would beat Rochdale, um, but it's still there. And it's still worth asking the question. You, I mean, Ben Garner's got to believe that our running can can generate quite a few points. Got it, right? Well, I wanted to ask the question, really, because I know you're saying that, you know, it could still be there. I'm looking at that table now and probably just thinking that actually the, the automatic spots, if we're being realistic, they are probably just out of reach. Of course, you heard from Ben Garner there. Uh, very staunch in his answer back to me. He doesn't feel they are. Seven games to go, that's 21 points. If we win the next seven, then I think we go up automatically. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a good way of looking at it, isn't it? Um, but it's we can't win seven games. I don't think Swindon will win the next seven games. Hopefully I've said that and now we're wrong. But come on, let's be a bit realistic here. If you, if you sit back a moment, look at the league table. I'm not being a pessimist by any means, Rich. And if we win tomorrow, it's looking a lot more rosy. We win our game in hand. It's looking even rosier, but... Port Vale 69, Exeter City 71, Forest Green 78, Forest Green and Exeter City both have a game in hand still as well. It's certainly a big ask, isn't it? Yeah, it's done. It's done. It's done. Port Vale are, in for, are a team. In, you look well. You look at that top three. 
each of those teams are the teams in form at this moment and, and you just can't see them having some slip up and, and Swindon going on this great run. Yeah, I don't think we've won more than three in a row this season in the league, have we, either? And even and between then there are always losses. Well, we we didn't draw for a good while this year. I think we um, we either lost or we won for for a large chunk of the last month or two. So um I guess we'd want some October form where we only lost one of our six. That would be nice. Um, but we'll see. You know, I, I think playoffs are absolutely possible, but um, we, we need we need a good week or so. And our run in, I mean, Newport's run in is not the worst in the world. We've still got Forest Green. Forest Green, I think, will be pretty much up by the time um, they're at the county grounds. So you know, we've got Newport really going for it. Harrogate, their season is pretty much done. Orient season pretty much done. Hartlepool pretty much done. Barrow relegation. Walsall they'll be done. So we we could have we could benefit from dead rubbers. But again, I said that against Rochdale. So um, who the hell knows? But we haven't lost. We didn't lose against them. We beat Newport, and it will be very interesting to see what happens. But yeah, I, I think that I'm, I'm talking about playoffs really over anything. And the feeling after Rochdale from many fans was that's it now even in terms of making the playoffs, that feeling that if we lose McCurdy, if we lose Reed again, we're stuffed. Um, and there's no guarantee that McCurdy comes back and, and hits the same form as he had before he got injured. So we'll see. We'll see. Um, there are plenty of teams chasing Swindon. You asked the question here. Uh, it's really, really tight at the moment. We, we kind of laughed off Salford not so long ago, and now they're right in it too. Sutton is still very much in it. I, you know, I think Hartley Poor 12 points away in 12. I think they're done. Um, they better be because we got them coming up. But you cannot write any of those teams off. You simply can. But we made the mistake, like you said, of writing Salford off and, and for ah, Salford, class of 92 team, they're not even going to be in the picture. Um, they are in the picture. They're level on points with Swindon Towns, Sutton. Um, just one below us on 61 points, of course. It's going to come down to it, isn't it? Whereby that last place in those playoff teams is going to, in the playoff places, sorry, it's going to come down to about four or five teams. Um, and it's it's going to be really interesting to see to see who gets it. Uh, you heard me there ask Ben Garner about whether you're just having a look over your shoulder about that um, and keeping an eye on those teams. But very simple as we hear it, Rich. It's, it's almost one of those kind of media scripted answers. It's focus on ourselves. Um, we can't do anything else than that. And, and we've just got to, to stay focused and control what we can control. Yeah, if you if you if Swindon Town was a long distance runner and they were looking over their shoulders, I think they look directly into the eyes about three inches away from from Salford <laughs> and Sutton. There's there's really no distance between those clubs. And same with us with Newport and Tramier too. So, you know, that seventh place should be the goal for now. And then see how that goes. And then sixth, fifth, and then so forth. So, yeah, uh, I really enjoy the presses um, with you because it turns into a bit of a soul searching exercise <laughs> and just sort of rationing, <laughs> rationalizing um, stuff and thinking out loud. And I really, really do enjoy that element, especially before a match day. Building momentum it goes without saying, though, doesn't it? It does go without saying. It was, it was an interesting question that I wanted to ask based around kind of, you know, can Swindon and, and 
And how important is it to try and string a couple of wins together? Because we've seen it so many times in a season with other teams whereby you might do it at the start of the season, have a really good good initial bounce. You might do it midway through. But a lot of teams really struggle, whether it's nerves or something else, to kind of put these wins together um, at the crunch end of the season. If you look at the last five games quickly, actually, of the teams in and around the playoffs at this moment in time, Swindon, 1-2, lost 2, drawn 1. The same situation for, for Newport out of the last five. The same, well, slightly better for Tranmere. They've drawn 2, 1-2, lost 1. Um, and then and then you get in into the kind of better forms whereby teams have maybe only lost 1 in 5, apart from Northampton has lost 3. You get into the top 3, they've Forest Green lost 1 in 5, Exeter lost 0 in 5, Port Vale lost 0 in 5. It's... It's that type of form that really separates the best from the rest in, in any kind of cup in, in any kind of league, sorry. And Swindon Town, if they want to make the playoffs and if, if they want to make the automatics, which is a big ass, then then he needs to start stringing wins together. Ben Garner feels that's the case as well. Um and this I don't really know what else to say. It's just it would be massive, wouldn't it, for Swindon? If they can string, you know, three out of their next three games, if they get wins in each of those, then suddenly you're thinking, okay the playoffs look a lot better. And it's also a situation of you always look at playoff games and, and the playoff matches regardless of what division you're in. And, and it seems to be the team that goes on that little bit of a run just towards the end of the season that is the team that typically will always go up. Yeah, and that, what, what are we saying then? Are we saying Salford? <laughs> well, I, I know we sit there. I, I know we sit here and kind of, you know, I'm an advocate of mocking Salford as well because it's a fun thing to do. Um, but they've won four out of their last five. Of course, lost their last one. But it's about picking up those points and going on that run to get into the playoffs. And then if you're in good form, it's it, it normally bodes well. What's your ideal starting eleven based on what we what we know? Well, based on what we know and we've been told, I think it will be two changes. Uh, most likely is what we'll see for Swindon Town. Uh, back four of Tomlins, so well, goalkeeper of course, Wallacott didn't have to say that, but back four of Tomlinson, Conroy, Jacob Bryan and Rob Hunt in midfield, Jack Payne, Louis Reed, and Ellis Iandolo. And then up top, I, I'd, I can't see too much deviation away from the same three of Barry Davis and Williams. I don't know, I, I, I just can't see. He's not, we're not going to make wholesale changes. You're going to bring back in uh, your two better players. Baudry's not. Uh, no disrespect, but he's not our best defender, especially uh, kind of where he's been up so much this season. So, yeah, I think O'Brien and Reed in and, and Aguilar and Baldry out. Yeah, uh, I think Baldry was a lot of people's man of the match uh, against Rochdale. And I think the last time that happened, he got dropped and we lost. And a lot of people highlighted that. But I think I agree with you. you it's got to be the, the best possible 11. And I'm sure... Baudry knows that too. You know, he knows his part in this in this squad now. Um, tail end of his career, almost certainly, and he's he's get he's getting unexpected minutes. I would say not because he doesn't deserve them, probably because he he probably knew he would be in on the bench at the best and using his experience because he's fiercely popular uh, behind the scenes. Uh, Baudry, so you know, and if he starts, he starts. But I think I think we I think O'Brien comes back in to the lineup and in relation to the, the the top end of the pitch Davison you don't drop someone because they missed two guilt edge chances because it just it's it, it causes more issues doesn't it if you if you drop someone who might be low on confidence or might get low on confidence based on being dropped for for two 
two things that looked, from what I'm told, far worse on iFollow than they did in the ground. But um, yeah, they, they, the, one of them should have gone in absolutely. But he won't. No, I don't. I don't think you'll drop Davison. He's, he's no. been a very integral part of what Swindon have done in the second yeah. half of the season. What what I would say probably might be interesting is if Ben Gladwin is fit, which we've been told he is. He's had that good week of training. Bengarn has a lot of trust in, in Gladwin and he really rates him. So I've said he won't start. I still expect him to probably start on the bench, but you know, could throw a, a surprise in there and, and put him in. You never you never know, Rich. You, you never know. But again, I'm going on the consistency of the season of how they treat their players, especially players like Gladwin. I'd be I'd rather if he's fit, I'd rather have him come on with twenty minutes to go than start. Um, and then potentially get injured again if if we've got seven games left or if we've got nine or ten left, you need people like Gladwin. And I know he's not everyone's cup of tea, but frankly, they're wrong. Uh, he's very, very important, Ben Gladwin. We need to keep him fit for the remainder of the season. That's it. That is it, Rich. I don't know what else to say. You've summed <laughs> it all up perfectly. 2-1 Swindon. I don't know. I just don't know. I, I hate mm. to say it, but one one. Oh, oh dear. Well, I don't really like ending it on that on that sort of pessimistic <laughs> note, but it's better than a draw, but really is useless to both teams. But that's how we'll end it. Ryan, thank you very much. Thank you very much. The Low Strangers is an independent podcast and views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club. The intro music of the presser is by the amazing Drag Me Down, influenced by the great Matthew Kilford. And the podcast artwork is by Matt in Singapore. What a guy. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. Hi, Ellis Pod fans. It's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy... Or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant like Darren Ward. Or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.